Welcome to the Finding True Health podcast, episode number 30. Body image is a super important topic. We're going to get into why that is in this episode, but it's also rarely a one and done thing. Body image is something most of us women have to continuously work on. I've been working on healing my relationship with my body for quite a while now, and even though I've come very far, I still have moments of something called a body image disruption. In fact, in this episode, I'm going to share the story of my most recent disruption and the four steps I used to pull myself out of it. If body image is something that you really struggle with, I definitely recommend getting more personalized help and care, since this can be a really complicated and tricky topic. Okay, let's get into it. Hey there, friends. My name's Jenna Waite. I'm a registered dietitian nutritionist, mother of five, and someone who's passionate about helping others find true health in the midst of diet culture and body objectification. Join me as we take our focus off of weight and body size and put it on to becoming the healthiest possible versions of ourselves so that we can have energy to live our best lives. I am so excited you're here. Now let's dive in. Hello, hello. How is your summer going? I hope that you've been able to relax and maybe take a fun trip. We recently got back from a family vacation, which is actually what prompted the topic I'll be going over today. Every year, my family enjoys what we call Beach Week. We drive down to San Diego, California, and camp for a week on the beach. Well, it's not directly on the beach. We camp up above on kind of a cliff area, but when you walk down some stairs that's right in the campsite, you're just right there on the beach. I live in Utah now, but I grew up partly in California, and most of my extended family on my dad's side still lives there. So they all come camping as well, and it's just a big week-long reunion slash party, and it's lots and lots of fun. I absolutely love our tradition of Beach Week, but I have to admit, it's generally a bit difficult on my body image, for reasons you can probably guess. We're going to get more into that later, but First, I want to talk about this concept of body image for a minute. What exactly is body image? I've heard it defined as how you picture yourself in your mind or what you see when you look in the mirror. The medical definition is actually a subjective picture of one's own physical appearance established both by self-observation and by noting the reactions of others. I personally really like the definition given by Lindsay and Lexi Kite in their book, More Than a Body. They say your body image is not the literal image of how your body appears, or even your feelings about how it appears. It is your feelings about your body. The body you live inside, grew up with, and experience life through. Your body image can be perceived only from the inside and understood only from within. I really love that. And I'd even add that body image is also what we make our bodies mean about ourselves, including our worth and our value, how our perception of our body plays into all of that. We know that our body image is greatly influenced by how we were taught and treated as as a child, as children. But of course, there are many other things that can affect it, such as the media, Healthcare workers, friends, family, even strangers can have a big effect on how we perceive our bodies. 
So then what does positive body image mean? Well, again, this can mean different things to different people. Some say it means that you're confident and happy with or maybe proud of the way that you look. Other definitions say it means that you accept and you're comfortable with yourself and your body no matter how it looks, or simply that you see yourself as you really are. And yet others say that it's celebrating your natural shape and your natural size and how your body performs and all the great things about your body. To me, positive body image does not mean that we have to love every aspect of ourselves, our bodies. In my mind, positive here means having loving, helpful thoughts that encourage us to think kindly of ourselves and take action towards our health values because we love, not despise our bodies. I also want to make a note that people of all different sizes and genders and ages can suffer from poor body image and people of all different sizes and genders and ages can have a really positive body image. And what's most likely to happen is that we'll all vacillate between having negative, positive, and more neutral thoughts about our body throughout our whole life. So why is body image important? Why is it something that I talk about and get passionate about pretty often? Well, I'll first share this quote by Ellen Glofsky. She wrote a book called Wellness Not Weight. And in it, she said, research has found that body image has a much bigger impact on health than body size. In other words, two equally large women would have very different health outcomes depending on how they felt about their bodies. Likewise, two women with similar body insecurities would have similar health outcomes, even if one were large and one were thin. This is why I'm passionate about this topic, because you know health is important to me, and I want you to be as healthy as is realistically possible, and having a poor body image is terrible for our health. In fact, studies show that Having a poor body image can lead to depression, anxiety, social anxiety, unhealthy dieting habits, eating disorders, drug use, lower self-esteem, chronic stress, and thoughts of suicide. And on the converse, um, having good body image can lead to greater mental and emotional health, more self-confidence, greater self-awareness, better eating habits, you're more likely to exercise, more likely to have a strong self-esteem, and you're less likely to suffer from all those things that I just mentioned come with poor body image. So how we think and talk and feel about our bodies definitely matters to our health. It matters a lot. So now let's get into what a body image disruption is. This is different than a body image disturbance or distortion or dysmorphia, which you might have heard those terms. These just all mean that you have an altered perception of your body. So someone might appear very thin to the rest of the world, but when they look in the mirror or when they think of themselves, they see a very large person. So this is just a distortion of what their body actually is in their head. A body image disruption, on the other hand, is when you have an experience that kind of sets you on a downward spiral with your body image, causes you to start having these negative body image thoughts. Maybe someone makes a comment about your body, or you run into an old friend who knew you when you were thinner, and you start having a bunch of thoughts about how much weight you've gained and what they must be thinking, 
or you see a picture of yourself that you feel is really, quote, unflattering, or maybe you get turned down from a job promotion and you suspect it's because of your size. Or it could be as simple as you walk by a mirror and get a glance of yourself and you kind of start spiraling with negative body image thoughts. There's really no shortage of opportunities we women have to think negatively about or kind of start bashing our bodies or become depressed about our size. And that brings me to this framework that I want to go over about what to do when you have one of those body image disruptions. Lindsay and Lexi, again, the authors of More Than a Body, they encourage us to work towards what they call body image resiliency. And there are four steps that they give for any time that you're feeling a disruption in your body image. This exercise is going to help you use conscious self-reflection rather than unconscious, perhaps harmful ways of responding to these knocks to your body image. You can either stop yourself right in the middle of a body image disruption and use some of these steps to kind of try and get yourself out of it, or you can come back to it later on. A lot of times we don't even realize that we've experienced one of these disruptions until later. We just maybe notice that we're having a lot of negative thoughts about our body, and we don't even really realize what started it until we take a minute for this self-reflection and to kind of think a little more deeply about it. Remember, the more you practice the this framework, the easier it's going to become. Okay, I'm going to get really vulnerable here and use my recent experience as an example of how you might work through these steps. This isn't necessarily easy for me to share, but I think that it helps to have a real life example to help illustrate how these steps work. And I just hope it gives you compassion and empathy for yourself if or when you come across a hard body image moment or day or week or year. And I want to show you that even if you've been doing this work for a while, you're probably not immune to still having these body image disruptions. So as I mentioned, my family spent a week camping at the beach in California. And when we came home, I just realized I felt very unsettled about very unhappy with my body size. I started having thoughts about needing to lose weight and just noticed I had a lot of unkind thoughts about myself and my body. So let's go through these four steps together and I'll share with you how I used them to get myself out of this body image disruption. The first step is to check in with yourself. Ask yourself some of these questions. On an emotional level, what am I feeling right now? Am I angry or sad or hopeless? Am I even motivated to, again, lose weight? Um, What kind of emotions are you feeling? And then how do you feel physically? Do you feel tense or nauseous? Do you feel like your heart rate's increased? What's going on with your body? And then you can just kind of take note of how you're reacting and responding to these emotional and physical reactions. So with my experience, I sat and I really pondered, what am I feeling emotionally? I realized I was feeling quite a bit of shame around my body size and my shape. I was also feeling some frustration and confusion as to why my body has to be on the larger side in this world that values thinness so much. And then as I kind of tuned into my body physically, I realized I kind of had a heavy chest, a little pit in my stomach, Mostly kind of the sensations I get when I'm sad or depressed. 
So the second step is to name the wave. You ask yourself, what specific situation caused me to experience this wave of disruption to my body image? What happened? Who said or triggered it? How was I feeling before this wave hit me? Uh, What deeper fears or feelings is this instance bringing to light? When I sat and asked myself these questions, a few things came to mind. Some of the specific situations from this trip that kind of set me off were seeing me in a swim, seeing my body in a swimsuit every day, seeing other women in swimsuits every day, um, a couple of the conversations I had with others, and also seeing a few pictures of myself after the trip. Now, years ago, any one of those situations probably would have triggered a body image disruption for me. But since I've been working on this for so long, I really think I wouldn't have been phased by just one or two of them, but it it feels like it was more a combination of everything put together, and it was a week-long variety of experiences that kind of sent me spiraling down. And then when I asked myself what deeper fears or feelings this instance was bringing to light, this was a hard one. <laughs> I guess some of the deeper fears were concerns about what others think of me, And frankly, I just kind of am a bit disheartened and a little frustrated that this shame around my body might never fully go away. I might have to deal with these kinds of things for my whole life, given the fact that I spent almost 40 years on the other end of disliking my body. It's understandable that it might take 40 years to undo all of that. And that was just a little bit sad for me to realize, I guess. Okay, the third step is to rethink your reaction. Try asking, how did I react in the past when I felt similar pain or shame? What were my go-to coping mechanisms for dealing with body image blows? Why did I respond that way? In the past, I probably would have cried and beat myself up mentally for quite some time. I probably would have punished myself with extra long, intense workouts I would have likely journaled about my feelings. I might have tried to cut out all sugar from my diet for a while in an an attempt to lose weight, which ironically always leads to feelings of scarcity, and I usually end up eating more sugar than if I just wouldn't try to make any rules around it. And I would have just been kind of depressed and a little, maybe a little extra cranky for a week or so. The next part of this step is to ask yourself, did my response serve or hurt me? And do I have the resources to respond to this disruption in a healthier way? Well, looking back, journaling about my feelings probably did serve me well. Crying maybe even as well, because I tend to do better just to let my emotions out through crying. I tend to work through them a lot quicker that way. But the other responses of punishing myself, um, thoughts of dieting, things like that. Those definitely did not serve me. And I do for sure have more tools and exercises and resources to respond in a much healthier way now, much, much more so than I had in the past. And the third and final part of this particular step is to ask yourself the question, how can I see this and past disruptions as an opportunity for learning and growth? I personally am so grateful that I'm able to relate so well with my clients and with so many other women who struggle with body image. 
And this experience really has shown me that even though I've come a long way, I still have a ways to go in dismantling my ideas about what bodies should look like and how to stop judging my own body. The fourth and final step that Lindsay and Lexi give is to chart your course. Reflect on if you like how you've responded in the past. Maybe take note of why it worked so well or why it didn't work. Think of if you didn't like how your past responses were, think of how you might respond differently now and chart your new path. And so how I decided to handle this disruption is I decided to journal about it. Also, uh, going through these four steps really was very helpful in just becoming more aware of where these thoughts came from and why. And it helped me have a lot more empathy for myself and why I experienced this disruption. And it enabled me to get out of the, the body image slump a lot faster than I have in years past. And that is pretty much it. So I highly recommend using this four-step framework anytime that you're having a bad body image day. Once again, I'll just go over those four steps really quickly. Number one, check in with yourself. Kind of see where you're at on an emotional and physical level. Number two, name the wave. What situation caused this body image disruption? Number three, rethink your reaction. Think about how you've reacted in the past. What worked for you? What didn't? And number four, chart your course. Decide what things might be helpful. Maybe talking it out with somebody. Again, journaling. Maybe you need a good cry. Pinpoint helpful things that have helped you get through these disruptions in the past. And try and come up with even more effective and useful tools going forward. All right, that is the episode for today. I want to leave you with one last thought and something that actually has been really helpful for me in getting out of this body image slump is just the reminder that your body is an instrument, not an ornament. Anytime I'm starting to really get down on my body for how it looks, I'm just reminded that the purpose of my body is not to look great in a swimsuit. And the definition of looking great in a swimsuit is subjective anyways, so... It really doesn't matter either way, but my body is the instrument. It's the vehicle by which I experience life. I was able to go splash in the waves and run on the beach and play with my kids and sit under an umbrella and play Sudoku and (laughs) play games with my family. I was able to do so much on my vacation, so many wonderful things, have so many great conversations with people and hug my relatives and laugh and just do so many wonderful things with this body of mine. And it didn't matter for one second how it looked doing those things. This is the great lie that our society feeds us is that you have to look a certain way in order to be happy and have positive body image, but it's just not true. How we think about and experience our bodies really has very little, if anything, to do with how they look. So hopefully that helps. You can pull up this episode anytime that you might be having a body image disruption and go through those steps. If you've purchased my online program, Health Through Habits, there's a worksheet in the Body Respect lesson that goes over the four steps that we talked about today. So you can just fill that out whenever needed. And always remember that your body is an instrument, not an ornament. And remember that 
I'm here, right here by your side, going through the same struggles and body image issues as you are, but I know we can get through it together. I love you, friends. Have a wonderful week, and I will talk to you next Thursday. Bye-bye. If you'd like help implementing what we've talked about today more fully into your life, come check out my self-paced program at healththroughhabits.com. You'll use the science and tools of habit formation to help transform your health and your mindset. In just a few short weeks, you'll be able to add any number of healthy behavior and thought habits into your life so that you can enjoy finding true health for yourself. I hope to work with you soon.